It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If there's a better player than what we've got, we'll swap them out. And that's that's just not 90. That's 53. You know, just because September you're on the, you might get there might play somebody else we like a little bit better. You're always turning the bottom of that roster and your practice squad, looking for guys. You you, got, you get set in stone and you're stuck. We talked about it in the first meeting. Talent's not the issue here, is it? We got plenty of talent. It's your team. How you come back? That, that speaks volumes. Then we're going to have a hell of a football team. Be great on three. One, two, three. Be great. Bucks fans, welcome to a new episode of Real Bucks Talk. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Also, be sure to check out our email. You can email us at realbuckstalk at gmail.com. Also, be sure to check us out on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Real Bucks Talk. We also uh, we joined Bucks Report, so we are also on there as well. They are very big on Facebook. They have over 60,000 followers, or I should say likes, but same thing, followers. You know, So we joined forces with them, so you can find our stuff um, on their website, BucksReport.com. Um, so every time we have a new episode uh, pushed out, they're going to publish an article base, and they'll have the episode right there in the article, uh, so you can check it out there. But let's dive right into what Bruce Arians said, and you know, it's something that I talk about you know, a lot on Twitter. The roster is fluid, and Mark, I think we can all agree that this bottom half of the roster is always going to be changing, always looking to improve. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, and it's such a real statement. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you don't think about adding something better, then you're stuck. Right. And it's true. It's it's like in anything. This is a business. Mm-hmm. You want to win. And literally the, the back end of your – you're only as good as your worst player kind of thing. Right. So if there's someone a little bit better and they've been looking at him, he's available, why the hell not? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's it's teeter-tottering. You And if that one little guy isn't giving enough effort, obviously you, you know what the hell you want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why it keeps everyone on their toes, keeps you – the iron sharpens iron thing. Like who's hungrier? Like this whole team has to be hungry because obviously they just said it there. No matter what that 53 man, they're, they're all going to be ready to go. They're, they're going to be the best that they can get. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I love hearing that. Like yeah. I, I, I was like, that's how it should be. That's how it, it shouldn't have been a surprise when he said that. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I don't know if it's just, oh, they don't want to hurt people's feelings, but no, it, this is black and white. This is how it should be, right? I, I, mm. I don't know how everyone else felt, but... Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, I think he talked about it earlier um, before that. He's like, yeah, we're not the Bucks yet. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're getting there. Uh, it's about finding the right 46 for, you know, each game day, but also finding the right 53 and, and really get, you get into even probably 63 because you have your practice squad and, and such forth. So it's always about turning those guys and making sure you have the best roster you, you can have, you know, in order to win games. Cause the bottom half of your roster is really what makes the difference between being an okay team to a really a really good team, like above average team. So that is something that I think you know Bruce is, and I'm glad he sees it that way. And I think Jason Light sees it the same. So that's really good. But also, you know, he talked in the next message or the next video that we played in that intro. You know, he really believes the talent is here. Like this team can be great um, if it just puts in the work and, and continues. Uh, to st- make strides and like you said it's it's their team um, it's not a talent issue um, I mean they have everything in place to, to get it done yeah and even like I said this the last time it's like mm-hmm. Arians' voice came out of Sue see Sue said everything Arians has right. ever said it's like they're a perfect marriage of two people who think alike right it's just it's their team it's it's one thing for the coaches to say it but the players got to push it out onto the field mm-hmm. Like, it's a whole bunch of rah-rah, but if you're not proving it, you ain't nothing. You ain't mm-hmm. shit, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, you you got the mentality. You got the guys to push. I mean, I, I, that was one thing that I yeah. I was a little bit down on McCoy about. He right. just didn't have that fire. Yeah, he was a great player, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had an elite get-off and everything. He just – he didn't – Really, he didn't really make everyone around him better, I right. think. Yeah. He well, was good. He had his one initial move, but – I don't know. It just yeah. Sue, Sue can make a lot of people around him better. Just the different feel you have with this team. Mm-hmm. Is it the different from when Cutter for, first took over? I don't. I don't know. But I, I honestly, genuinely think it is based on mm-hmm. the coaching staff yeah. as a whole. You can just see, like, I mean, just from top to bottom, from you know the head coach to everyone underneath Bruce Arians, you can see just the overall, just overall buy-in and the culture is changing. You can, you can sense the culture is changing. It, it's becoming, um, a very confident team. You can see the right attitude, the right mindset starting to be built. I don't know if they have it yet, but it's, it's heading that way where, okay, we're not going to accept losing like this. We can win if we have the right mindset. And you can see that kind of building where he's, he's, um, infusing this team with a lot of confidence, a lot of, um, a lot of praise, but also being real with them at the same time. Uh, I think that's a good thing. And I think that's something we haven't had from previous staffs. It's like, well, I don't know, you know, are we going to be Tennessee ready? You know, stuff like that. If you go back to Lovey Smith and then you had, you know, Greg Schiano toes on the line and, and stuff like that. Uh, Dirk Cutter with his, I don't have the answers, you know, <laughs> it's just, you can, you can sense it with Greg Schiano that, or not Greg Schiano, you can sense it with Bruce Arians that everything is, he understands it and he knows where the ship is heading. Like he can, he's got everyone on board uh, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, he's experienced and he's yeah. shown he can, I mean, we talk about this when we mm-hmm. first hired him. He's the most experienced guy we've had. Right. Since Gruden probably. Most successful too. Yeah. Most successful. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's again, since Gruden. Right. So, and then who was the, the old guy that coached Peyton Manning that he just brought in? Oh, too? Tom Moore. Tom Moore. Yeah. He's, he, what is it? He's, he's, 
forgot more football than any of us pretty much know. Right. And it's just, again, he he's just keeping an eye out. Okay, well, mm-hmm. if there's something that he would know that a good team's supposed to be doing, he would let them know. Or if there's someone that's not putting out the effort or doing the right things, he would have them tell Arians again. It's another eye to help him. Mm-hmm. And it's not that there's too many. I mean, it's, if it's too many with too many different voices, that's a big deal. But if it's all one voice, all right. one mission – I mean that that's a perfect perfect storm right there. Yeah, and I, I love it. I I I I don't want to get too high. Mm-hmm. I want to be that happy medium kind of feeling. Right. But because like, like at the end of the day, it's still everything's new. Well, and that that goes into your point there. I think he's he's keeping them at the right level. You know, he's keeping it even keel, but also pumping them up to. Uh, I think you know he's got them right where they need to be, and I think it's making steady progress towards the season. And really try not to peak too soon, um, if if that makes sense. You know, just making sure everything's going on schedule, and they just continue to learn everything as as they go, and really pick it up. And you can see the intensity. Also, the the team uh, continuity is is starting to build. You know, guys are getting more amped up. Offense versus defense is starting a rivalry. So that that's always good signs. And now he talked about. I think just the physicality needs to come, and I think we'll see that once you get into training camp. You can actually tackle someone. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of tackling, let's get into, of course, like Mike said when we started the show, we have our email out there mm-hmm. at RealBucksTalk, or RealBucksTalk at gmail.com mm-hmm. right. that you can hit us up on to get your questions in or whatever advice or whatever you think we should do. Yeah. Push it out there, and we'll we'll think about it, put it out here. Get your voice heard, right? So, with that said, we got Tommy, very reliable, very dependable fan over here, giving us his voicemails, and he wants his opinion put out there. And here he is. And it's what is it about tackling? Mm-hmm. We're actually going to tackle these days. Yeah. <laughs> what? What a new thing, right? Well, here he is. Let's hear it. We're going to be tackling in, in training camp, and uh, Dirk Cutter, you know, didn't do that that much because he believe that he wanted to prevent injuries and things like that well that didn't work out too good uh or too well as we all found out i mean uh fernand hargraves got injured the first game i think that tackling in camp being a having a more physical camp like we're gonna have uh bruce arians has been talking about that this past week in his press conference he said we're gonna be hitting uh i think that's gonna callous their bodies up is they're they're going to need it, especially for the middle of the season when we have that long road stretch. It's going to be a physical road stretch. Um, I think their bodies are going to need to be calloused up, and uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. I there may be some injuries. It's going to happen, but for the most part, I mean, when we had that top of the line defense back in the late '90s, early 2000s, that was a physical camp, and they came out pretty much injury free for the most part so we'll see how it goes uh love to hear what you guys have to say about it thanks no i think he's right about that it's it's gonna be good to actually see tackling get them calloused up i mean i guess get them game ready mm-hmm. so they're already gonna expect what the heck's gonna happen yeah but i mean i don't see anything wrong with it that let's put it this way i mean they tackle each other all the time during the games it's not like they're gonna go all out trying to headhunt mm. in practice. That's still your own teammates. Right. So it's if they get hurt, it would have happened in the game. So mm. you're, you're pretty much, 
I, I don't like the sissy things of, oh, well, mm-hmm. let's not try and get an injury now. You're going to get an injury whether mm-hmm. – I mean, these guys get hurt playing basketball with their, their sons. Like, freaking Matt LaFerge just got a, yeah. an ACL injury yeah. playing basketball too. So yeah. it's it's going to happen. I mean, you can't really hide away from it. If it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, something that you need, uh, especially just practicing the overall basics and fundamentals of tackling uh, is very important. I think they're probably going to install some drills with that where they have some live tackling. Uh, And it's good to have, you know, just one-on-ones or, you know, having a physical period here and there. It just, it's good for offensive line and defensive line. Because really, I mean, I think Derek Brooks said it when he was playing, like, guys really don't get into their best tackling like their ta- it takes time it takes a, like i think it he said it was about till week 4 until they started tackling pretty solidly where they're not you know missing tackles here and there so it takes time but it's also good to have it in practice and and build that up as you're going into the regular season so you're on your top shape and also it's how you build fire how you build that badass mm-hmm. mentality cuz yeah, sure. you want to beat the man in front of you not just beat your teammate, but mm. beat the man in front of you against the other team. So, right. I mean, it, it could be one of these things where, oh, we, we didn't get our mm. our feet under us because we just didn't really know how to hit yet. We, we didn't know how to take that punch, initial punch from the other team. Yeah, I mean, it's just, to me, it's all good all around. Mm. Yeah, the second there's an injury, everyone's gonna be like, oh, we shouldn't <laughs> have been doing this, but... You just it's football. You got to do it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and and also Bruce Aarons is a players coach, and I think Jess Root uh, mentioned this when he was on with us about the podcast. He he talked about um, you know Aarons is going to rest some veteran players here and there. So you'll probably see like you know and Sue or or one of the top veterans, Levante David, may have some days off, you know, here and there. So that's going to be part of it, just to help them out, um, especially when they go through during you know live practices and live tackling, but. I, I, I like it. It's going to help us uh, tremendously. Other than those two, it's all the young guys. So. Yeah, those are the – I mean, really, that's it. Like, those are the oldest two players on the team. I don't think – I mean, maybe uh, – I'm trying to think who else. Maybe Ryan. Dotson. Or, well, yeah, Dotson and Evan Smith maybe. I mean, those are – yeah, those are your old guys right there. So It's funny, like, Justin – not just uh, – Mike Evans is probably – yeah. One of the longest tenured bucks right now. Yeah, he's only 26, 25. Jeez. So, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but, well, more questions. This is a really, really good question. This okay. is from James from Mr. Bucks Nation. Nice. What's up, uh, James? Hell yeah, James. I haven't heard, you, heard from you in a little while. I want to get you back on the show soon. But great question. Very curious to hear what you guys think will happen with the safety position, especially with Justin Evans' injury and him being out till training camp. MJ Stewart, Jordan Whitehead, Mike Edwards, Justin Evans, Isaiah Johnson, who will win it out? Yeah, yeah, that is a great question. I think that's going to be one of the more intriguing battles coming into training camp. Uh, I think, you know, obviously, ideally, it would probably be Justin Evans and Jordan Whitehead. Uh, you know, those are the two I probably like to see the most as the starters. Um, and then I would like to see Mike Edwards be being used as that third safety kind of where he can be a hybrid, you can roll, rotate him into the slot, you can put him, you know, maybe as a deep, you know, deep safety, and then have Justin Evans come down into the box and play as that hybrid linebacker type, or or vice versa, either way. But those are probably the top two I like to see, and I think probably have the best chance of winning. But with the way that 
Mike Edwards is coming on and playing strong. And then you also have, um, is it Kendall or Ken? Yeah, Kendall Bryce. Kendall Bryce as well. Um, I mean, the way he's playing too. I mean, I don't know. It, it's going to be a, a good competition. You got a lot of guys back there that can that can do some things. And, you know, obviously I think it depends on who wins that nickel spot too because you still have MJ Stewart, you know, battling that out. You know, where does he end up? Uh, does he end up as more of a safety or is he going to be just a pure nickel back? You know, so there's a lot of intriguing options, but I think the top two are probably Whitehead and Evans. And obviously uh, we both really like uh, Jordan Whitehead. Yeah, so with that – I agree a lot with what you said. Um, my top two are Justin Evans and Jordan Whitehead. I think it's obvious my man crush I have on Jordan Whitehead. I've liked him for a while, mm-hmm. years now. So that's the top two for me. Other than that, it's going to be guys that have to play multiple positions. Yes, Mike Edwards can do both. So, which Meaning both as in slot and play in box safety. He probably can play high deep safety too. Yeah, for sure. So... I think he's probably number three, but the thing is they can interchange those guys. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's one thing where slot and safety, you can have three safeties on the on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think depending on how him and MJ Stewart play, I think that's the top four. Him and depending on how they like it. I, th- I think MJ Stewart in this defense is going to thrive. Yeah, for sure. He's more aggressive, better on the line. He's not good in space. It just He just isn't. But that may hurt him because he's more of a safety that's in the box or a slot corner that's on the line. But then again, like he said, Isaiah Johnson. I He's gone. Yeah, I honestly think he's gone. Like I didn't like – I haven't liked him for a while. No hate on the guy. It's just you, you just didn't show it. You yeah. just, you're late to the ball. Mm-hmm. The plays you make are because things fail your way. It's not because you made it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to down guys, but you just got to be real. Yeah. Okay? And, and he was – Bruce Arians even mentioned two rookies more than he even mentioned Isaiah Johnson, mm-hmm. the Boston College guy and uh, yeah, the other guy out of Wisconsin, Lucas, is it or Lucas Denis, and then you have Dakota Dixon. Yeah, um, yeah, those are two other guys that could come out of nowhere and surprise. And and not saying you know Isaiah Johnson doesn't have a chance. I mean, he could, he has more experience than any of these guys. Yeah, for sure. And he could be a hell lot better in this scheme. We don't sure. know, but and the coaches could elevate his game, but. We're just looking at it from a number standpoint and guys that they brought in. You also have, you know, is, is it Kendall or Kentrell? I, I'm confused. I think it's Kentrell. Kentrell Bryce. Okay. Yeah, him being brought in and, you know, they gave him a nice contract, you know, one-year deal. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he's one of the guys. So it's going to be a hell of a safety battle. I think that whole secondary is going to be fun to watch, just see how that all shapes out. But I would say Evans and Whitehead right now are, are the clear favorites. Yeah, and then people worried about Evans' injury. It doesn't matter. Evans played well his rookie season. Mm-hmm. He was playing well his sophomore season, then he got hurt. Right. This this isn't a toe injury that's supposedly not that bad. I think no matter what, he's a clear-cut number one guy. And mm-hmm. guess what? He's another guy that can do both. He can play deep, and he can play on the line like slot. Yeah. But I think his true best position is playing that deep safety covering ground. Mm-hmm. He's athletic as shit. Yeah. So use him to his best abilities. Again, hard hitter, Jordan Whitehead, hard hitter. Mike Edwards can play anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's already proven it to B.A. and just the whole defense itself. Isaiah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just I, I wouldn't put him up there with those names yet, even though he has that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. This is Rybuck1. 
He says, surprise player who doesn't make the final 53. Oof, man. That's early. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm trying to think of surprise. I don't know if there would be a surprise. Uh, I'm trying to think of names. Offensive. I mean, Evan Smith is – I don't know if he makes it. Um might be too early for that one. Yeah. Uh, just, I'd say it's too early. Just a little too early. Uh, right now, I don't see. I say it, Johnson. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's a surprise if you listen to the show. I mean, maybe. I mean, the only guy I can really think of that could be or is facing on the line, like his job's on the line, is, is May Caleb Beninock. But I don't yeah. think that would be a really surprise based off of last year. Noah Spence, I mean, he, he could be. A guy that could be the odd man out, but speaking of, we'll we'll talk of another guy that mm-hmm. we're looking at. Okay, based on that, yeah. But let's get anyone else you want to throw out there. <laughs> no, I think that's it. Yeah. It's just too early yeah. right now. Yeah, I agree with that. It's yeah. just too early for that question. Yeah, but yeah, get back to us uh, probably like week three of the preseason. We can let you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's one hundred percent when you need yeah. that question. Yep. But Tommy, here he is again. Uh, hot take. Jamel Dean beats out VH3 for the other starting cornerback spot opposite Carlton Davis by the trade deadline. Okay. I think he's going to say by camp. <laughs> uh, having two 6'1", 200-plus uh, corners who can push receivers off their routes early will help in this defense. Plus, that four two six speed is legit. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I mean, that's a good hot take. I don't know. I probably see Sean Murphy bunting taking an outside role first. Um, just based on everything we've heard and, and you know how he's played, but I again I think that's that's a good that's a good point because Jamel Dean has been playing very well, uh, but again it's it's still too early. We got to wait and see once the pads come on and and see what these guys do in, in games during the preseason. I really think VH3 is going to have a great year. I just I feel confident about that. Uh, I think he's going to come on strong and, and finally put everything together and really be that guy. Um, now, if he's not the outside corner, then obviously you can shift him inside to the to the slot position, and maybe that's where he best fits. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think right now it's Carlton and VH3 um, as we see it. No, I Again, we think too much alike. I agree with you that VH3, to me, when he was in college, those three years, he played first-team All-ACC all three years. Mm-hmm. He was – ridiculous yeah he was a clear-cut first round probably top two corner in that draft the only thing that held him back was his height right and now he's playing a defense very similar to what he was running in college i'm thinking he's going to be at an all-time high confidence Mm -hmm. he that he only played three quarters but he even then that three quarters looked good yeah he hurt himself okay well now he's healthy he's hungry he's still young as shit i mean they Maybe he's got a new fire burnt in him, but the fact that Jamel Dean can even be in that consideration is a great thing. Do you want two guys on the mm-hmm. outside that are six one, that aggressive, that lengthy? Yeah, you want that. Mm-hmm. But I would say let's put it as in a ro- rotation. I wouldn't drop VH three just because it's coming around the deadline. I mean, like he said, best fifty three. Mm-hmm. That just makes everyone else better. Yeah, because if VH three goes down, you got Dean that can jump in there, mm-hmm. and you said. Sean Murphy Bunting, I think I think he's going to be that that slot. Yeah, I honestly think he will mm. because he's well, he got two picks. Yeah, recently, I I, I love the cornerback position right now. Like mm. like 
BA said. I mean, it's a lot of youth, a lot of speed, a lot of length. It got better fast. That's ho- yeah. hopefully that shows right when the, when the real game matters, right? Yeah. And if anything, you have great depth. I mean, you have now four corners that you can pretty much with confidence say, hey, they can go in there and get a job done, you know, at least be sufficient and effective enough for sure. Yeah. And that's all for the questions. Mm-hmm. But based on us talking about Hargraves and then his confidence going up, Mm-hmm. I wanted to play this little quick clip of uh, Ndamukong Sue. Okay. So I want to go on to Sue. And then this is Golson, William Golson, asking Sue about, oh, I want to be like your mentality. I want to play like you. I want to learn from you. Right. This is Sue's reaction. He's like, he wants to help any way he can. So this is his r- response to William Golson. Mm-hmm. No, we're trying to learn from you, too. I'll tell you everything I got. So this is a mentality. Figure out, master a couple moves. Understand how to beat your man, what his weaknesses are. I mean, I want to go deep into what he just said there. So he's like, all it is is a mentality. So mentality, I'm thinking a lot of it is building that confidence up and then learning, mastering a couple moves, Mm. being so confident in those couple moves that you know to beat the man in front of you but that's the thing you have to master those two moves or whatever you have and then why to beat the man in front of you find his weaknesses to beat that mm-hmm. it's not just doing the same thing over and over and over again because then they're going to figure you out you got to figure out the man in front of you and that's the biggest thing i feel i feel like that's one thing with Jeremy mccoy is a one trick pony one gap shooter i mean tony Daniels said it right that was mm-hmm. a guy I saw it years ago. I was like, he's like, oh, he's beating everyone with one damn move. So yeah. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Like, yeah, Mike, everyone, Mike Daniels. Mike Daniels. Yep. But it's just, that's where I think the outlier is. And this is a veteran telling William Golson who's being a smart guy. Just mm-hmm. let me ask. A big dude that has done it over and over and over again. Right. How can I get better? Mm-hmm. First of all, build your mentality. I'm going to beat the man in front of me. How am I going to do it with these moves that I know that I can do? Right. Over and over, I've done, I've practiced over and over, and then I'm going to, the whole week, mm-hmm. learn the weaknesses of the man in front of me. Right. So I can execute this play. Mm-hmm. And that's how every damn guy should be. And I'm hoping that's the mentality that's being brought into this D-line, to the linebacker room, to the cornerback room, the whole team. I mean, it, it's that simple, but it's that much effort you got to put into those those things. Yeah, for Confidence, sure. execution, and studying. Mm-hmm. And you put all that together, you're going to, like he said, there's enough talent on the team. You're, you're going to win if you put it together like that. Yeah. 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 I agree. And I think that's, that was what I was trying to get back to when I was speaking earlier about just Bruce Arians and his ability to instill confidence into this team. And it's about finding that right mentality. And I think, you know, and Dominican Sue, you know, hit it right there. He's like, it's just a mentality. Uh, you got to go out there and just beat the guy in front of you. That's who you're, you know, you're facing every week. It's the guy right in front, and you got to go out there and do it. And now it's just about, like you said, learning those techniques, learning and, and mastering your craft, and, and just, okay, I'm going to win this because I know I can, and go out there and do it. Uh, and then I think a little bit before, in the same clip, they were showing Ndamukong Sue learning from the coaches and just, you know, practicing those techniques and getting underneath your man and, and learning that and really repping it the right way. I think that's where this coaching staff is going to make leaps and bounds 
for these players in, in consideration to years past. Yeah, and did you see what they were teaching them? Yeah. Like, it was... If any of y'all haven't seen it, just go on YouTube and go on the the book, follow the Bucks, Tim Bay Buccaneers page. Yep, yep. And they post all their stuff. Just follow. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's like just seeing. You're like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. Literally, it's pretty much it's the, he's pushing his man. Mm-hmm. He's seeing some either picturing mm-hmm. another blocker coming around the edge, about to get him, or a blocker's right there, going to shove him. He's lowering his center of gravity, putting his knee on the ground. So guess what? You may be able to push a man off his balance, but if the man's already down on one knee, yeah. getting ready for that, you can't push him through the ground. Right. So he's already winning, so that's leverage. Yep. You drop the the, ta- the guard or tackle is not going to be able to block you. He's going to move on to the next, but guess what? He can pop right back up and make the tackle. Yeah. And they're treating, they're teaching that on the left and on the right. So mm. it's genius. I mean, I, I don't know if that was taught with RD line from the other. I, I don't know. I, I, I just sure. didn't see it. Yeah. But, I mean, to me, that's just... 101. Mm. You, you can't beat the leverage if the guys are already down. Right. And if it is, that tackle is going to slow down and it's going to slow down the play because it's going to congest everything at the line. Mm-hmm. So those little things that I just seeing that, I was like, oh, damn, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice teaching that. And even Sue was like, oh, I was, I didn't, I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was doing. He's like, no, no, slow down. This has nothing to do with pride. Mm-hmm. Just, we just want to execute the play. And it's genius. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Let's try it again now. Yeah. He's like, all right. And literally, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. He, he he is what a nine ten year veteran, nine yeah. year veteran now, mm-hmm. and he's never done it. Yeah. So this is a nine year vet learning something new too. So this is awesome. I, I like seeing that stuff. Yep. Yep. Anything to add on that? No, no. You you crushed it. Yeah. And then so here's Sue again talking about what things he likes about this defense and where he sees strengths in it and how he's going to attack in it. I love the linebackers, their communication. Uh, I think the ability to get after the quarterback is huge, as well as uh, not only with more than multiple guys, but also with their front. Uh, I'm excited about that. Looking forward to being in a position to just go out there and play and wreak havoc. Yeah, wreak havoc. Uh, And I like how he talked about the linebackers and the communication. Uh, That shows that Devin White is picking, I mean, he's becoming a leader right before eyes. Him and, and Levante David are talking out there, so that that's good things. And I think the overall communication as a whole has just been better. Uh, that's something probably the first thing I've noticed is, like, the communication, everyone's talking to one another and making sure guys are in the right spots, making sure that they're doing the right assignments and being accountable. Uh, and, you know, that's what we always wanted for I don't know how long, but it seems like finally we're getting getting to that point. And that's just a, a good sign to, to, to see. And hopefully that builds and, and gets there. Yeah, and then he's just being aggressive. That's, yeah. that's the big thing with Todd Bowles' defense. That's what Sue liked. That's why he wanted to come here. That's why he talked to the Jets about going over there. And it's cool to hear B.A. saying that they're throwing every blitz that there is possible at this de- offensive line. So they're used to things like that. So when it happens in the games, they're going to be like, okay, well, I know what's going on because mm-hmm. we had everyone in, the, in God's green earth come at us right. in practice, so should, we should know. Again, that could help the O-line. I'm, that's all I can think of. That's a, a good positive for that. And, yeah, the linebackers, Devin White, we were talking about in the draft, mm-hmm. that is something he's really good at, blitzing. He's got the speed. He's got the acceleration. Mm-hmm. He's aggressive. Lower yeah. center of gravity is insane. Um Avante, we know he can blitz. We know he he can do those two in the middle patrolling. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, 
But then that, that brings us to a linebacker that you were talking about, Noah Spence, David Kinney. Mm-hmm. We, we mentioned his name once before, but the dude, tell me about the, the spin move he did that you saw. You sent me earlier in the week. Yeah, it was uh, sent over by um, some one of the fans. I think that they had fans um, at the mini camp early in the week. I think they were like season tickets uh, holders, and you know they had him attend. And uh, one of the fans put a video up on Twitter, and you could just see the quick, explosive snap, get off the ball by David Kinney on the on the. I believe he's lined up against the right tackle, and just put on a, a really good spin move. It was very fluid. Uh, I think I. I called it before the, the we started recording wet. I mean, that's how, yeah. that's how fluid it was. Um, you know, if you had to describe it in one word, it would be wet because he was just moving and it was just so effort, effortless. And uh, it would have been a sack. Um, but, you know, of course, you can't have the quarterback in practice. So yeah. uh, it, was, it was nice to see. And this is a guy, I mean, he trained with Robert Mathis. Um, you know, it's just he's got a kind of a weird story, you know, kind of um, just came out of nowhere. Uh, kind of guy um it re- kind of reminds me of i don't know i'm sure all of you guys have seen the movie the replacements but it reminds me of the guy not saying david kenny's like this but the guy that comes from they bring him out from jail and he just <laughs> he just comes out and starts balling you know uh, um you know the guy just comes out of nowhere and starts being a star so <laughs> yeah. It's like you would have made all state if you didn't yeah. shoot that man. I was right. like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I mean, it's it's just a it's a remarkable story to see what David Kenny's doing right now, and hopefully he can be that guy that just comes out of nowhere <laughs> and like just becomes a, a instant star and and really you know helps this team. But I, I like what he's presenting right now. And, but you got to wait and see until the pads come on. But uh, so far, so good. Yeah, it's one thing to catch the coach's eye. That's the biggest thing. Right. But then, yeah, and I looked. Um, I mean, you can't find much info on him. You don't yeah. Even, you don't even know because all you know, you got. He was a four-star mm-hmm. athlete out of coming out of high school. Yeah. He went to Indiana, dropped out of there. I don't know if it was grades or. Right. He got kicked out of one game at Illinois State. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't, and he doesn't. There's not much numbers at all on yeah. him either. Yeah. But the thing is, obviously, he has athletic ability and the rating of being a good athlete mm-hmm. it's just what the hell was it that couldn't yeah keep him in college right i mean it, was yeah. it grades was it yeah. just being just not being able to be controlled or just to yeah. submit to coaching i don't i don't know yeah and he's been out of football for i think at least two years now so it's been a little while since he's played um i think he even thought of just giving up on the game like he was moving on to other jobs and then all of a sudden, I think he got the passion for it. The fire kicked back in. Started training with Robert Mathis. Came to a tryout for the Bucks, and you know the rest is history right now. I mean, he's making his mark, and now you just kind of hope that he can continue to progress and become one of those guys that we can, you know, see flourish on the team. Yeah, that's a storyline that yeah. I can't wait to follow up on. I hope. It- right. Yeah, you hope he becomes something. Yeah, I he think tr- him, he truly do hope him he and 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 Cousin Daniels for sure. I mean, being blind mm-hmm. in one eye. I mean mm-hmm. that that's insane what he's doing and the numbers that he put up and it just shows like anything's possible if you have the mind and heart to, to do it. Uh, and that's, that's really cool to see. And that was the only reason why we mentioned him in the same breath of Noah Spence. I mean, yeah. Cause that's this, competition. Yeah. Competition for Noah Spence. He's same six two two fifty. He's, mm-hmm. he's like carbon copy of Noah Spence. Right. Uh, y- you would hope that they both make it and they both 
contribute and are nasty on this defense. Yeah. But then again, again, it's who's the best 53. Mm-hmm. And that could be someone that does push no expense off. You don't, you don't know, right? Yeah. We, we don't know anything until pads get on and then you act, we can actually see them. I, I right. want to go and see them. Right. It's not just keep hearing what the coaches are saying or mm-hmm. what other fans are saying. Oh, yeah, he's going to do it. Well, yeah. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's why we always go back and look at tape and then show y'all what we think. Because mm-hmm. we're not just bullshitting you. We're telling you what we see. Yeah. But that, that was my biggest take on uh, mm-hmm. David Kenny. And then, okay, here's old Winston. Yeah. What does he want to do with every practice? <laughs> Tell me, Winston. What's one box you want to check at every practice? Just footwork, footwork, taking care of the football and completions. Footwork, taking care of the football and completions. All day. All day, baby. All day, every day, yes. Uh, Jameis is always trying to compete and get better, and he's really competing with himself, like he said, um, just trying to improve and and really work on, you know, like you said, footwork, completions. Taking care of the ball. Taking care of the ball. Those are big. That's That's what the great quarterbacks do, and hopefully he's one of those – this season because if he is and the Bucks are in the playoffs, um, you know, that's just how it goes. I mean, if he's one of the better quarterbacks in this league, that means you're usually winning games and you're, you know, inside inside the playoffs. You make it to the dance. Yeah, just just take care of the ball, buddy. Yep. I mean, you're, there's going to be situations where you just got to eat it. Yeah. Let's hope he eats it more than <laughs> – hopefully he does gain a little weight and gets a 250 because he's eating the damn ball too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the main thing we just want to see is just to improve overall of his mechanics, and I think that's something we've seen him do, and, and this was really by himself over the last four years. Now going into his fifth year, I think he's finally going to get some legit coaching that really understands how to work with him and and really knows how to push his buttons and, and really get him moving the right way. Uh, plus in an offense that's going to fit his style, I think that's going to be critical. Uh, but just overall improve of mechanics, his arm angles and, and lining up his footwork, like he says, with his arm, making sure he's in balance when he's throwing the football. You get rid of those overthrown balls where that ball just tra- trajects too high and goes over the guy and stuff like that. So making sure he's more accurate with his delivery, I think that's going to be huge. And then it's just confidence and, like you said, putting him in the right position. Like yep. Carlson Palmer is a good comparison, to be honest. Like. Mm-hmm. Not just because they're first overall picks, but just big arms. They're really good in the pocket if you give them the time. Yep. I mean, that to me, that could, that's the type of season he can have. Will he be an Andrew Luck? Or will he be a Peyton Manning? A Big Ben? I mean, those are you hope. But yeah. I, I just want him to do what Carlson Palmer did under Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. Let's start with that, and then we'll go. Yeah. But it's just execute, get that confidence up. And now you had a guy behind you that's saying, okay, I know what you're good at. I'm going to get you to do it well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's the biggest thing I want out of out of Winston. Take care of the ball and execute. That's it. Yeah. And then, so, based on execution, this is B.A. talking about how, yeah, guys are hurt. So, it's kind of hard for Winston to be throwing mm. the ball to his main guys. Yeah. Right? Really only missed two days. Mike's missed about five now. Jameis misses it more than they do. Now, it does give another player another opportunity, uh, but we need to see those guys with Jameis. So he's learning some guys he's never played with. So some of that, I stare at him a little bit too long because I don't know where the schedule's even going. You know? So some of that, that goes on too. <laughs> I don't even know where the hell this guy's going. So, I mean, again, this is everything's new. Everyone's learning a new offense, new defense. So 
people are going to be out of place. He was talking about how people are out of place. You don't want to have that many times on the on the sheet saying you went the wrong way or turnover or mm-hmm. just misstep. It's yeah. I mean, Evans has been out the whole time. Perryman was out, like he said, a couple days there. Godwin's been there all the, all the time, and he was saying, "Yeah, Godwin's going to be a hundred catch guy." Mm-hmm. Well, it's just Winston. He's shown us a lot of what he can do, good and bad. It's just you hope all these guys come together and do mainly good, right? Yeah. yeah. Like but that's the thing. You got to put the reps in together. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to be the D Jack situation. Oh, he can't complete the deep ball. Everyone's big now, mm-hmm. okay. Besides Scotty Miller, right? So I mean, keep hope alive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I I think it. You know, the good thing is Bruce is he explains the he explains the uh, interceptions well. He uh, does a good job of of showing it and uh, you know just putting it out there. And, and like you said, Jameis only I think only had two bad passes, so they're doing a good job of that. Yeah, I mean. Oh, and I got to play the best one-liner. I put it out earlier, okay. but this is just B.A., just yeah. being B.A. Two things. You're either not smart enough to play or give a shit meter don't run hot enough. All right, so you got to have one or the other to get off that sheet. Get off that sheet. Yep, yep. And that goes back to accountability, and I think I think that's just the, the main theme of this whole offseason is I think finally the team is putting accountability first, and it's coming from – all the way from the GM, the GM, Jason Light, even started it with this offseason. He's like, I have to be better. It's my job. I have to do this, and we have to be better overall. Uh, and then he goes out and he hires Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians says the same thing. Accountability is going to be the biggest thing going forward. And now all you hear about is from the players is accountability. So I think that is just trickling down, and it's 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 great to see. And um, hopefully that continues and that brings winning because that's what matters. That's all that matters. It's all that matters is winning. <coughs> yeah. I mean, we got a winning coach. So yep. let's hopefully that changes this culture or this identity, like BA likes to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, any other takes you want to? Uh, one last question. Ah, one last question from Twitter from Demetrios. Uh, he's talking about Rojo here. Now that we've had more and more pilings onto Rojo in a positive way, are you buying the hype? Do you see him pushing Barber to start? No, I don't see him pushing Barber to start, but I see him being like the the change of pace guy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the third down guy that can catch a ball too. Right. But just the guy that can score from any part of the field. But Barber doesn't have that. Barber's chew, chewing it mm-hmm. in the middle, yep. getting the dirty yards. Yep. Rojo's the lightning. And that's what I guarantee that what they were hoping for last year just – they never played the damn man. Mm-hmm. And maybe his confidence wasn't up. Maybe they didn't help him gain that confidence by not giving him the ball. Right. But you hope he's a changed man now, and you hope he can actually put it all together. And I think he's not He's not going to – Barber, I, I'm huge on. Mm-hmm. He's, you're not going to find many more motivated players than a Peyton Barber. Right. So, I mean, is he going to push him for number one? You hope he can get to that level. Mm-hmm. But – I see it more as more sharing carries instead of pushing them out of the way. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a shared backfield. I think Barber is definitely going to be your lead guy, the guy that can get you four yards and a pop. Um, and then, you know, you have Rojo in there that can just come in and he can change the game with one play. I think that's what you're looking for 
Uh, and if you know Rojo gets in rhythm, then you keep feeding the ball. Same thing with Peyton Barber. If he's if he's going hot, then you just keep it going with him. And I think you know those two guys will complement each other very well, especially if uh, they are producing at the level that they're capable of. I think those two could work tremendously together. I mean, you could kind of say a poor man Kamara Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. It's that's the combination you kind of look for a guy that can chew it up. Mm-hmm. Like a Mark Ingram, Peyton Barber, and then a guy that can do a little bit of everything. Right. Like Ho- Rojo couldn't catch a ball to save his life. Ho- hopefully that changed. Yeah. But I mean, again, confidence changes a man. Right. So maybe he's all time confidence and he's ready to show out. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's making one handed catches and practices. So, I mean, confidence, I think, is there. And I think he knows it's time to. You know, put, put up or shut up. Yeah, put up or shut up and, and really show that last year was a fluke. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited to see it. That's going to be that's gonna be a great battle, too. Just the overall running back and just all the battles is going to be fun, especially secondary. And with every year, there's always good good storylines, good people to follow. Like right. David Kinney's one, Rojo is another. Yep. All these rookies in the, in the defense, Devin White, mm-hmm. just being a leader insane yeah. right Dominican Sue a whole big ass player that's proven nasty all, all media loves to call talk about him being a nasty player mm-hmm. it's just so funny how they keep responding like oh it, it, it's not the type of guy he is yeah. just leave it alone right. but every every practice you, you seem like you hear that question at least once mm-hmm. but I mean there's so many storylines it's going to be fun to I mean everything's new yeah and it's going to be fun to talk about moving forward mm-hmm yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, again, the Bucks concluded their mini camp, so now they're going to be off for seven weeks, I believe, until training camp, which will start in late July. Um, unfortunately, that means for us we're probably going to do lesser shows as we move forward through the weeks as there's going to be less news. Um, but we're going to try to at least maybe do one per week. Uh, probably going to be off next week and then come back the following week. Um, cause you know, we're going to get a little away from football and then recharge the batteries and come back full strong. Uh, probably have some guests on, I'm going to start lining up some guests and we'll get some, uh, different perspectives and maybe I'll look into and getting, um, maybe some opponents, you know, opponent previews, maybe some NFC South guys that, nice. we, that we can have on and, and just talk overall division, uh, football. So. Uh, That'll be good. But as always, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Everyone have a great uh, weekend. Be safe out there and go Bucks as always.